Welcome to Clean Break, the weekly divorce podcast. We share the stories and experiences of divorce professionals. Find all the answers about the many complex questions about divorce and separation at divorcenet.ca. Hi, everyone. I'm Darren Javad, uh, host of Clean Break, the podcast, and I'm here with Tina Murray, my co-host. Hi, Tina. Good afternoon, Darren. Good to see you again, Tina. Yes. And thank you, everyone, for joining us again today. We are on our second podcast of 2019, uh, follow up from last week's podcast. We were talking about some of the recap of 2018 and where we were going. Mm-hmm. And today's show, uh, we were going to be talking a little bit about the value of building a team. Mm-hmm. So that is a big, big thing. I know uh, Tina and I have identified in in the past that one of the one of the challenges that many people who are going through divorce face is actually, uh, you know, getting the right advice at the right time to make sure that. Um, that they're protecting themselves and that they're in a good place, I guess, yeah. emotionally, logically, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and knowing where to go first or yeah. second or third or fourth, right? Yeah. So yeah. definitely uh, figuring out the process of how to get through to the other side mm-hmm. uh, sanely mm-hmm. and uh, financially maybe not bankrupt. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> right. So, I mean, the whole process is is very daunting. Mm-hmm. And so what we hope to be able to achieve, and, and this is not a hard, fast thing that we're saying. And, you know, you, there may be people with other opinions and, and, and there's certainly some interchangeable things. But what we'd like to accomplish in today's podcast is to just help you determine the process involved in um, starting out in that in that uh, divorce. Right. In the journey. In the journey. Where right. to go. Right. So, so I think what we wanted to do and the and the idea here was to build a roadmap so you're going to build a roadmap of professionals that you're going to seek advice from and what we wanted to do is and now this this list is not like a hard hard and fast it's mm-hmm. it's basically uh what we see is probably a chronological order that you of how you should address talking to each professional and which one should come first and second and third uh, again, it's not a hard and fast list, but um, the first, I would say the first three to five are pretty much like, you don't want to be messing too, too much with them. You kind of want to like stick within those five in the first kind of meetings that you're talking to people. And the other thing of, of some importance is not that one is more important than the other because yeah. every single professional that you use going through the divorce is absolutely needed and important. Yep. Um, it's just that sometimes the the order in which you see them may be better or mm-hmm. more beneficial to the divorce process. So, Especially from a financial standpoint. Right. So one of the things that we see is that uh, clients sometimes spend a lot of time, energy, and money uh, with professionals when they could probably save themselves a lot, time, energy, money, if they just had a bit of a plan, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. So let's get it started. So uh, we're going to start off right on the first one. And the first one is uh, a CDFA. Yeah. Now, I'm going to talk about that because that's my role and that's what I do for uh, a living as a, as a career is I'm a certified divorce financial analyst. And I know this sounds a little bit self-serving because I'm putting myself number one. But uh, the reason I find it's important to have a CDFA to talk to, number one, is many times I speak to clients at the end or very near the end of the process. And they want to know, okay, so um, based on everything you see here, the separation agreement, the equalization documents, um, should I sign this stuff? Should I finish the process now? And they've already expended all this energy, time, and money on getting to the finish line. Mm-hmm. And so I feel I feel bad many times because I'll look at the at the end result and I'm like, 
they could have done better or uh, I see some big red flags and I, and I have to tell them, you know, you have to go back to not maybe not the drawing board, but you have to reopen these issues that you've already negotiated. Right. And they could have been going on uh, for an, ex- an extended period of time already. Right. And a lot of resources financially have been invested into it. So, right. 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 So what I always say to clients is, you know, if you involve uh, a CDFA at the beginning, uh, what it helps you with is it helps you get organized, number one, because our job as, as a certified divorce financial analyst is to analyze the divorce. So the first steps is always getting organized. We have to see the raw data, the assets, the liabilities, uh, the cash flow, mm-hmm. uh, what's going on in the family, right? So, yeah. and, that, and that is probably the crux of what a lot of conversation and where it stems from is, is those assets and those liabilities and who's going to pay what, and who's going to get what, mm-hmm. right? So when clients come to see uh, or go to see a CDFA first, the CDFA helps them get them organized. It helps them uh, get the documents, including some of the documents they're going to need for their lawyers, uh, prepared, which first off helps them understand um, uh, where everything is. So it gets that all organized. And then the second part to that is once they sit with a uh, a CDFA, that person can usually help them understand the equalization of those assets and the taxes right. involved. Because that's something that um, most people don't understand. Mm-hmm. Point blank. Yeah. They just don't understand. Yeah. yeah. So, so going forward, so we would go see a CDFA, and then and then let's talk a little bit about sort of the next thing. And, and sure. you know, and as you were talking, I was thinking, you know, the next on our list is a therapist. Yeah, that's true. That's right. But yeah. you know what? I almost wonder if those two could be a little interchangeable. Yeah, you can do one first. Certainly, if you're struggling through um, maybe feelings of wanting to be separated or thinking that a divorce is important or not important, but something that you want to explore, uh, maybe seeing a therapist will help you work through those as well. So again, we're we're talking, there's some um, flexibility in all of this. Definitely, you know, on our list top is CDFA, so then a therapist. Yeah, go see a therapist and get your uh, get your uh, emotions in check. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I always like to tell people that um, a divorce, everything is negotiable in divorce. The only thing that's not is child support. So if everything is on the table, you have to be at the best place you can be from a logical standpoint and an emotional standpoint because your emotions mm-hmm. are going to dictate how you deal with the other party. So if you're really uh, upset and you're scared and you're defensive and because you don't know what's going to happen next, now that's going to impact how you react when you're negotiating with the other, the other professionals that you're going to work with. Mm -hmm. So therapist, hundred percent. That's my, that's my take. So who, yeah, I agreed absolutely yeah. because I think you need to get your brain straight, you know, and it, and then and it's a process, it's a work in progress. Again, it's not something that's going to be one shot takes all. Yeah, and um, you're going to need to work through it. And it, but certainly seeing a therapist yeah. is is yeah. definitely um, a great one or two for sure. Yeah, number three, I think we got is the accountant. Yeah. So that is one that most people don't really think about. No, you're right. right. Um, uh, and tell us a little bit more about why they work with an accountant. Well, I, I think certainly, you know, an accountant is going to help them figure out where their finances are, what, where, where they sit on their finances, you know, make sure that their taxes, um, collecting all of their taxes. When you're going through with a divorce, um, your lawyers are going to want to see some of your, um, you know, your last 
several years of accountants uh, of tax returns mm -hmm. and so you know uh, that type of thing so it's really important to go see an accountant to make sure you've got all of that information mm -hmm. um, before you go see the lawyer it's better to have all of your financial stuff um, so some of that may be you know going to your bank going to your financial institution going to your in investment planner and yep. investment retirement planner to pull and gather all that information as well yep. so but an accountant will absolutely help you in that process mm -hmm. and again it may be a one that may be a one visit to start mm -hmm. and uh, but it'll definitely help prepare you for the next step mm -hmm. which is to go see your lawyer. Right, and that is the, the fourth one. Just before we go to the lawyer, mm -hmm. I just wanted to say that I know sometimes, I know Kathy uh, Shepard is one of the members in the in the group, and she raised some really good points uh, when you're going through a divorce is that you have to notify CRA. Yeah, true. Right, so yeah. when you're talking to CRA, uh, because there are credits and uh, um, benefits and, and of, of being married, um, from a, from a, an accounting perspective, you want to be able to notify the proper people mm -hmm. that you are no longer together, so that um, so that you know, like they're not double dipping, right? right? So that's another reason with the yeah. account. So yeah. on the lawyers, um, obviously, now here's a big one, right? And lawyers, it's a tough call here because there's so many processes when it comes to the legal side of getting divorced, mm -hmm. right? I know we've talked about it. Yeah, you can start from the least, um, uh, if, I guess, uh, intrusive, which would be um, uh, what Connie does. Uh, yep. She does uncontested, uncontested right? Yep. So there's uncontested divorce. Actually, right. there's there's do-it-yourself, actually. Yeah, you can actually do, uh, you know, your own divorce. You can download all the documents. You can walk your way through it, uh, the legal documents to do it. Uh, I wouldn't recommend it myself. No, I wouldn't either. <laughs> uh, I, I, my wife likes to tell me that I'm not a plumber. So I don't do plumbing. Yeah. And the same thing with law, right? Yeah. I mean, you really want to make sure that you're doing everything properly because mm -hmm. um, when you're doing it yourself, if you make a mistake, they can come back and, and burn you really bad. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Child support, spousal support, division of assets, those types of things all yeah. can come back to bite you. Absolutely. So those are the first four, right? Yep. And I think those are, are, are pretty good, the first four that we, we really yep. need to sort of, you've got to see your, you've got to see your lawyer, you've got to, you know, great idea to see a therapist and accountant, and of course your CDFA. Um, so there's a couple other people that you're going to want to start bringing on board at this point in time. Mm -hmm. um, and, and it depends on where you are, um, where your assets are. Do you own a home? Mm -hmm. Do you, you know, your cars, your... Um, because you know on our list we have you know mortgage agent next right. so that's where I fall in and mm -hmm. so you know for me I think that's a really important thing if you own a home and you decide that either you want to sell it and buy a new place or you want to buy it out from your spouse mm -hmm. it's really important to figure out a what do I need to do to be able to buy a new home or to buy the house for my spouse what do I need um, if I want to buy that house, what what do I need? So it's part of the process. And, and what I find is a lot of people get um, ahead of themselves mm -hmm. and they agree to buy the house mm -hmm. or they, they agree to sell it and want to buy again or they've sold it and they don't have a separation agreement in place. Right. 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 So now they want to go buy another house because they've sold their house and they, they don't want to offer their kids again. And so then they, they end up not being able to buy a house because they don't have the right paperwork in place. Right. So it's really important to go see someone um, to find out where you sit financially mm -hmm. for being able to buy another home if that is where you want to be. I know you raised really two really good uh, points in your previous podcast. You talked about uh, the fact that 
special support is seen as a debt to the person who's paying it mm-hmm. but it, and, and, a, and, a, and an asset to the person who's getting it right mm-hmm. so yeah. uh, a lot of people didn't and I realize this a lot of people don't realize that when when that debt is on your books as part of your cash flow it's part of your debt service ratio mm-hmm. right and I didn't even realize that and yeah. I was like wow that's 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 amazing yeah. the other thing is is one other thing that you raised was sometimes people when they're buying a house um, will waive conditions yeah. Which causes, I know you a lot of stress. <laughs> <laughs> That's the gray hair. That's the gray hair. There you go. <laughs> so those that are listening, I have completely gray hair, and those that are watching, you can see how haloish I look. <laughs> um, sure. And so, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, we, I see it all the time, and and there's a lot of things that I've discovered in the last year of how I can make things work, even without separation agreements. It's not ideal, trust right. me. Um, but it can be done depending on the circumstances. So, right. but definitely don't jump the gun. Mm-hmm. Come and see your mortgage professional before you decide what you want to do. Make sure you can get that house you want. Make sure you have the ability to buy it or buy your spouse out before you agree to it in a separation agreement. Yeah, hugely so, important. Yeah. Which And you know, mm-hmm. right up next to the mortgage agent, once mm-hmm. you know you're approved and mm-hmm. you can do it yourself, then comes the real estate. Find the real estate agent. Right, yeah. so, so the real estate agent is really important because obviously they'll have that conversation with you about, you know, um, you might have a certain uh, predisposition about where you want to live mm-hmm. or maybe you want to live close to your ex-spouse because of the kids and mm-hmm. whatnot mm-hmm. but the real conversation is now can you afford it right can you afford to live in the house that you want right. uh, are you willing to live in something that is maybe a step down from where you were before because mm-hmm. right? remember most people let's be honest struggle to make ends meet yep. a lot of people struggle to make ends meet with a two-income family right and now all of a sudden you're servicing a house two houses Two family, you know, one family, but in two separate homes. Right. Right. Yeah. So, uh, setting realistic, realistic expectations about what you can afford mm-hmm. and the house that you can afford with the money that you've been pre-approved for. Yeah. Right? yeah. What does that look like? And I think that talking to a realtor once you know those numbers is really important as well. Yeah. Maybe it is time to rent. I I don't know. Yeah, know? renting absolutely, and I I, I encourage people uh, uh, to do that all the time. Yeah. Renting gives you a, an easy out. You know, it's kind of turnkey. You walk in, mm-hmm. you set up your furniture there. Yes, you have to move it in. But you know what? If you decide, you know, like 12 months later that you're ready to, to put in roots somewhere yeah. Yeah. and buy something, at least walking out of that house is pretty quick and painless. Mm-hmm. It's just like you're out, right? Yeah. The other thing real estate agents actually brought up, and I remember uh, Liz brought this up uh, in, in a previous meeting when she was talking about getting your house ready to sell, right? Because mm, right. if both partners are not going to keep the house, right. uh, then you have to sell it. And it's probably the most valuable asset that, that the family has. Mm-hmm. And you want to make sure you're getting the best bang for the buck. Mm-hmm. So, you know, one of the things she talked about was, you know, the scuff marks and the kids, right. uh, hockey marks in the walls and, and oh, just a coat of paint yeah. and things you can do to spruce up the house and make it look better for sale. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and we do have those, um, we've talked about this before, we have the associate members in our group, like a handyman who can help out with that kind of stuff. Yep. Really important. Yep. Especially if, let's say, um, the person that's primarily done most of that handyman work around the home is no longer in the home. Um, then, you know, having someone to come out and do those little odd jobs is a really great resource to have. So 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Where are so we now? let's see where we are on, on the countdown. So we're at uh, estate and real estate lawyers. Mm, yeah, yeah. So that was uh, in our yeah. group is Connie Lamble right now. She's the the main uh, uh, lawyer that does estate and uh, real estate. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. So that was, she brought some really interesting things yeah, to the table too this year. Uh, some things that people don't think about is their will, mm-hmm. you know, and you have to change your will mm-hmm. because uh, one thing that she mentioned was that um, that marriage dissolves previous wills, mm-hmm. but uh, divorce does, does not. not. So if yeah. you don't take that active approach yeah. to making sure that your will is updated and consistent with your wishes, yeah. um, something happens to you your ex-spouse could be getting everything you have. Yeah, exactly. Right? So that's... Really um, important. And things that you just, you know, it's just one more thing you have to think about, but definitely worthwhile. And that that, that is, we put that towards the end because you really want to do it at the end, right? Towards the end of the process. Once once you know everything is set and the divorce is close to final or final, um, then you want to make sure that you've got that uh, wills and powers of attorney and those types of yes. things, the living living wills. The power of attorney was an interesting one because yeah. I was thinking, you know, if you don't update that yeah. and your previous, your ex-spouse is yeah. now your power of attorney, yeah. you know, mm. uh, I don't know if you'd want to have your ex having the, pu- the power to pull, pull the plug. The plug. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that's another conversation. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, and, and also the, uh, the estate planning lawyers typically are the people that can do real estate too. Mm-hmm. So when you True. buy yeah. or sell that house, the real estate lawyers who also do usually do estate planning as well mm-hmm. uh, can help you with the purchasing the house. That's true. Right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, so let's move on. So our, uh, the next on our list is number eight, which is uh, a life coach and yeah. a fit- fitness trainer. Mm-hmm. So uh, we got, you know, and I, I think this is very chronological, right? So you've kind of gotten all the financial stuff yeah. organized and you're kind of uh, getting through to the other side of the tunnel and the light's yeah. starting to come through the other side of the tunnel. Yeah. And now you're thinking to yourself, okay, well now uh, I'm emotionally ready to move on. Mm-hmm. So now physically, yeah. uh, I have to think about, you know, how do I get my, my head back in the game of life yeah. and how do I get myself, you know, in a better place? Because maybe you weren't uh, taking your care of yourself, mm-hmm. good care of yourself from a physical standpoint. You're eating a lot of McDonald's. Well, do you, or, I don't know about <laughs> this, but do you ever notice um, a lot of people who go through divorce, um, once they're going through or they're finished with the divorce or the separation, they get in, like they start taking care of themselves, which is yes. really unique, you know. So this is a great, a great thing. And I always find when I exercise, I feel better oh, emotionally. Yeah. Oh, totally. You yeah. know, and it's got less to do with physical mm-hmm. because you feel physically better, but emotionally, I'm clearer yeah. when I when I do. So yes, definitely seeing a life coach or a fitness trainer or both. Both, yeah. Is definitely um, yeah. a great place to start getting back to where you want to be. Yeah. I think the life coach, uh, I just, I remember uh, Vicky had a mm-hmm. presentation. She was talking about basically setting goals. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the things that I liked about what she had to say was setting realistic goals for yourself. And then the nice thing about working with a coach is that they hold you accountable Mm -hmm. to the goals. So it's not just the fitness stuff. It could be, you know, maybe you want to go back to school and educate yourself. And so what's the plan for that? How are you going to build a plan to get there? Mm -hmm. Right? So Mm -hmm. I I thought that was really good about a life coach. Yeah, agreed. Uh, And then the same thing from the fitness coach, right? Because, I mean, we know people who work with a fitness trainer, and I tell you, man, they get you in shape. Yeah, they do. (laughs) You're you're doing (laughs) the crunches big time. So So that's uh, that's number eight. And then... And finally, we're wrapping things up with number nine, which is the financial planner, mm-hmm. right? And and that is also something that I do. That's mm-hmm. another hat that I wear as a right. financial advisor. Um, 
And, and the reason that we kind of put that at the end was because it, uh, working with a financial planner uh, kind of wraps things up and gives you some peace of mind about what's going to happen going forward, mm -hmm. right? So now you've gotten through the process, you're in better shape, you're in clear space, you know what you have from an asset perspective. Mm -hmm. yeah. Now you have to think about, you know, retirement. Now you have to think about getting out of debt. Buying uh, that home. Yeah. Like, you know, maybe if you haven't bought the home right away, what are you? What's the process to be doing it? Is right. it? You know, what's the process to continue saving for RESPs for your children? Your kids, right? Um, and so, and, and again, let's like we're not saying that you have to do one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. And you can't, you know, you can't put one in another place. Maybe you want to go see your financial planner earlier in the process yeah. because you have a clearer idea of what you're getting because you've met with your CDFA, mm -hmm. you've talked with your lawyer, your accountant, you've gotten through all of that. Maybe the financial planner is something you're going to seek a little earlier. Right. That's possible as yeah, well. Absolutely. We're just, again, trying to give you some ideas mm -hmm. of the process yeah. and n none is wrong if you choose to do it differently. Mm -hmm. We're just trying to help you build that team mm -hmm. and, and know what who should potentially be on your team. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like uh, So the financial planners for sure our uh, people they're just like everything else they're like a coach mm -hmm. and but they're a money coach mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. and I, I think one of the reasons why we put it further down the list was because you kind of to work with a fi financial planner you kind of have to already know what you have so what's crystallized what is there now right. it's not going to change here's your starting point it's sort of like using a GPS in your car you know where the starting point is, right? Mm -hmm. So that's, I think, why uh, in my list, I put it down a little further, is because uh, I always tell people I can't wear both hats. Right. I can only wear one at a time, right? Yeah. So I'm either doing one role or I'm doing the other. Mm -hmm. So once you start working with a planner, then they can kind of guide you and just like the life coach and the trainer can kind of coach you through the rest of your life as mm -hmm. far as financial mm -hmm. obligations and debt and whatnot. Yeah, and yeah? I think we have insurance in there. You said that. Yeah, insurance as well because sometimes uh, some financial planners will wear uh, uh, an insurance mm -hmm. hat and, mm -hmm. and an investment hat. So you're talking so. about... Um, life insurance or yeah. critical illness or all those types of yeah. insurances yep. so um, important to make changes to those insurances right obviously if your yeah. beneficiary is your ex-spouse mm -hmm. you may not want that unless that's part of your separation agreement another good point right yeah. sometimes that is part of the separation agreement and you have to keep your spouse on there in case of your death well particularly if you have young children I think that and you have um, uh, spousal support spousal or child support, support. Yeah. yeah you want to have yeah. a that'll probably be part of the separation agreement. Right, and so right. you're going to have to talk to um, uh, an insurance advisor. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And also, like the insurance advisor will also be able to guide you as far as protecting your income. Mm -hmm. So even, never mind your, your, your ex-spouse, uh, one, uh, one of the big benefits of using insurance is you can protect your income, which a lot of people, when you, if you talk to an, your insurance advisor, they'll tell you that using insurance to protect your income is basically like it's your most valuable asset. So if you can't produce income, then you can't live your life. Mm -hmm. So using insurance to make sure that you always have cash flow and you have the ability to not go broke mm -hmm. is why you use insurance. Mm -hmm. I know it's, it's what's called a living benefit, right? So, so that's number nine. Yeah. So yeah. that's a, that's a, you know, a, in a nutshell, how long have we been going for? Twenty minutes or something like that. Yeah. So you know, that's 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 just a, a high level overview, and we're going to start interviewing again on our podcasts, mm -hmm. um, each member of the group as well, yeah. and, and start talking specifically about uh, each of the categories that we've mentioned today. But that mm -hmm. just gives you a little bit of an idea of how we think that might help you build your team when you're going through separation, thinking about separation, going through the divorce process, 
it's not too late to relook at your team if you're already going through divorce um, feel free to reach out to us at DivorceNet. We're happy to help and uh, guide you and give you some resources. Check out our website, um, listen to some of our previous podcasts, and uh, we thank you for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for being with us, and uh, we're here to help. Mm-hmm. So, till next time. You've been listening to Clean Break, our weekly podcast on divorce. You can find this and other great advice from divorce professionals at divorcenet.ca where we upload audio, video, and blog content every week. Our mission is to give access for every person in Canada to connect with reliable divorce professionals and advice locally. DivorceNet.ca, expert advice made simple.